The following is an archived podcast presented by the Branson and Hudson Foundation for Podcast Recovery, a Charles Austin company. It is the first and only episode of the podcast. Welcome to episode one. Always a nice clean one there. That was Wesley Wheeler with My Beer's Gone Warm to bring us into this brisk, hazy morning here at 94.3 COWZFM out of Silver Spoons, Georgia. I'm Buck Summers with you here today, and to my right is my co-host, young Kevin Ryland. Hang down. Today we have a very special guest on the broadcast, someone you're all quite familiar with from his hit songs, Spring Break Summer and Fish in Line, I'm a Big Toe. And today he's joining us to talk about his brand new single, his upcoming Damn I Clean Up Good tour, and talking about faith, family, and freedom. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Bryden Brantley. Howdy, y'all. Good to see you, Buck. Good to meet you there, Kevin. How you doing there, Bryden? You've been the talk of the town lately. Don't even matter what town you're in as long as it's a small town. Uh, You must (laughs) be feeling pretty good about your success right now. Well, you know, we're doing this tour pretty big. This is probably the biggest one we ever done. Uh, We got a lot of great folks out there on tour with us. And, you know, we're excited about the new song. And it just feels like a lot of real Americans feel like their values are being heard on this tour. And th- I couldn't ask for more than that. Well, uh, you know, the town ta- you just released a, a new hit song, The Smallest Town You Can Have. We've all listened to it. It's quite great. Oh, we'll it was, play just, it here it in was just great. It was just great there, Bryden. So those of you listening well, at you. home, go ahead and, you know, just uh, keep an eye on that. We're going to be playing that for you all later. Uh, so tell us a little bit before we get into that about the tour, about the Damn I Clean Up Good tour. You've been going for how many months? How, how long is this tour going to be? Well, this dang thing might never end because it's getting such a good reception in every town we go to. You know, we're out here in Silver Spoons, Georgia. We're playing tomorrow night out here. And uh, we got a lot of folks on the bill. We got Shirley Silveretta. Oh, wow. I know her. We got Dylan Daniels. I heard, uh, uh, a little less familiar with Dylan Daniels. And we got Whistle Miller on this one, too. Uh, oh, everybody but, knows about Whistle Miller. Oh, Whistle Miller. He's all, a, he's a great young talent. It ain't all country folks, though. I got to tell you, we got uh, that rapper Big Barn all the way up from Alabama, up there in oh. Alabama. One of them carpet baggers in Alabama you got there. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, all right. Oh, well, that sounds like it's been a constant fun on the tour there. Tell us, what's been the best part of the tour so far? Well, we also got one more rapper with us, Molasses. He's, he's about 500 pounds if he's, you know, a single pound. He's If he's an inch. I don't know how you phrase that. He's about 500 pounds, though. Uh, he's always barefoot. Um, and the, what he was telling me is that he was raised by pigs. Yeah, we had molasses on here. What? I think that was uh, two months ago we had molasses on there. He told us the same story. Raised by pigs. You know, he snorts before he raps. You know, I didn't know how much of that was just him fabricating and him actually, you know, being born from a pig. I mean, oh, I, thought he he was, offered, I thought he was doing a bit. He offered he to take a- me down to the farm where he was born. Uh, he, Wait. You know, he wasn't even the biggest. You know, he's the biggest guy on tour for sure, but he wasn't even the biggest on that farm. Some of those pigs, they'd be 600 Wait, pounds. Wait, he was raised by pigs on a farm? Yeah, where else do pigs I assumed live? When he, oh, I, I assumed if he said he was raised by pigs, you know, there'd be a wild pig type situation. No, no, because, he's the real know, deal. He's the real deal. But no, I'm saying if he was raised on a farm, right? Well, obviously there had to be some sort of man in charge of that farm. Was that man his father? Well, he minded his own business. He didn't even tend to the pigs. He was in the house just minding his business like so a good American So the pigs tended should. to themselves? Yeah. I, I, I guess I'm just a little bit confused because I thought... You know, he came in here and, you know, uh, Buck, you saw it. You know, he came in there in his bare feet, muddy feet. You know, we had to actually get it shop vac We had to get the studio shop vac after he left. But uh, he came in here. He said he was raised by pigs. And I asked a single follow-up question. I said, really? And he said, yeah. So I thought, well, you're saying it was actual real pigs and that there was a farmer in charge who chose to ignore him? Yeah, he didn't bother nobody. He just let them pigs do what they, they felt like out there. Uh and you know, molasses. And you're he's satisfied a, with this answer? You're satisfied with that? You're not curious. That's what he about told me. Why would he lie? He's a straight shooter. Well, I have heard that. Yeah, I will admit that he is a straight shooter. Yes, uh, but I, I've I seen his I aim just, when he when he shoots his guns out in the direction of the crowd. He shoots above their heads, but I've seen his aim. He's a straight shooter. Yeah, it's it's a uh, you know really gets a crowd into it. I gotta say, uh, you know maybe it'd you be know some time of them fans are up there trying to catch a bullet of his, kind of like a guitar pick or something. Better have your best catcher's mitt on for that, though. Woo. 
Those things move fast, I tell you what. Uh, well, I also would uh, just want the audience listen to know that if uh, you know, you're going to go see Molasses and uh, you know he starts shooting into the crowd, I would not recommend you try to catch it with a, a catcher's mitt or any kind of baseball glove. I think that would just go right through your hand. But it sounds like you guys are having a lot of fun on tour. I think the people at home might want to hear some of that. What do you say we play this record real quick? Well, I don't mind if you do, quite frankly. All right, folks. Well, this is Brad and Brantley's brand new single. Brad, why don't you tell us what it's called and a little bit what it's about, just a little bit of a snippet, and then we'll play it. Well, this one is called The Smallest Town You Can Have, and basically it's about being from a town that's so small you literally couldn't have a smaller town or else it wouldn't constitute a town anymore. It's that small. Because mm. basically I'm my town's smaller than yours, quite frankly. And well, I'm I don't know about that. that. <laughs> well... Just listen to the song and find out. All right. Well, we're going to do that right now. This is the brand new single from Brighton Brantley. You're hearing it for the first time here on 94.3 Cows FM. Let's roll it. Now I live in a town with only two people. It's the smallest town you can have. That's right. One of them. should be allowed to vote. Liberal? Well, if you think that's true, then I think guns and flags should get the franchise too. I drive a Ford 150 and it starts with F for freedom and fighting against the left. I'm a working class guy, so you know I hate to see these lazy workers on strike. Get back on the job, y'all. We're simple folks. Faith and family is all we have In the Bible Where the good old boys always whoop your ass In the smallest town you can have My town's a lot smaller than yours, son Don't you ever forget it Now I don't know the difference Between a GED and the GDP But one thing I can tell you that freedom costs money That's right We're simple folk You can kill me but you can't Take away my guns Just try to take them at the dealership As I hop in my new F-151 I drive a Ford 150 And it starts with F For freedom and fighting Against the left I'm a working class guy so you know I hate to see these lazy workers on strike Get back on the job, boy We're simple folk Faith and family is all we have Where the good old boys always whoop your ass In the smallest town you can have My grandpa said 9-11 you must remember Summer in the middle of November I drive a Ford 150 and it starts with F For freedom and fighting against the left I'm a working class guy so you know I hate to see these lazy workers on strike We're simple folk, faith and family is all we have Where the good old boys always whoop your ass In the smallest town you can have Yeah, it's the smallest town you can have If you're the wrong kind of tired Or the wrong kind of poor Or the wrong kind of huddled masses You better watch your ass, man Around here, someone's liable to whoop that thing. Yeah, that's a small town for you. My town's so small it doesn't even exist in a legal sense. I tell you what, that's something, uh, Brian. That's something. That's a you, it's you must been be stuck in my satisfied. head since I first heard it. I well, think that's I know gonna it's, be a hit. 
I know it's get your a, records of every color to put on your wall. I've been hearing good things about the the hook and people are really digging it, but I just hope that people notice there's a message in that song too. Oh yeah, it, it brings me back, and I, I will tell you, Bryden. I mean, you got a special talent there for because you know I was not always into uh, country music, see, and I was uh, uh, introduced to it when I I met Willie Nelson. I sold a, my truck to him. And that's when I first got my first encounter with country music. And um, I was 12 years old and it changed my life. And I think that if he were to hear that today, if he was still with us, that he would he would love that that song. You sold your truck to Willie Nelson when you were 10 years old? I was 12 years 12? old. 12? 12? Why'd you have a truck? Everyone had a truck when they were 12 had years old. Had to drive, didn't he? When you drive, when, I mean, Bryden knows in a small town, everyone drives, they're driving at six years old. You got to go pick your dad up from the bar. Well, I just, uh, I mean, uh, if you get a new truck when you're 12, oh, is that Jimmy, why you sold your Oh, Jimmy, our producer, tell me Willie's still alive. I don't know that. Well, uh, how, why, why are you selling a truck at 12? Needs money. I needed, Did you get a new a truck? I needed money, to pay he? for my mama's mortgage. Well, I guess that's a that's a the that's a pretty cool story take there. That's it. That's a, that's like lyrics. That's so I guess I understand yeah. I might that. write that down quite frankly for my next one. But uh, well, you know, it'd be a, quite a you know, it's such a, a great you know dramatic scenario. Yeah, before I met up, Willie, I grew up in a small town. All I knew was jazz. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, I was a big jazz man. <laughs> where Where are you from, Buck? I'm from a small town. You never heard of it. No, that's probably true. That's probably I probably right. haven't I heard of it, quite frankly. I haven't heard of most towns, if I'm being honest, especially you know, it's the, called the small town the t- Arkansas. That sounds like a pretty small town. Well, it's not, up, it's, not frankly, as, it's not quite as small as uh, Little Town, Arkansas. Well, I guess depending on who you ask. Not a lot of creative folks down there in Arkansas. You don't hear about not a lot a, of Arkansas musicians. Not a lot of creativity. Even the town names, you do some of the tours in Arkansas, it's going to end up being, you know, you're going to small town, but what smaller we do town, is we small would, village, we would, little place. We was running around all the time, you know, catching toads, throwing rocks. You know, you go to the quarry, you throw rocks. Oh, yeah, I understand. But uh, things have changed, certainly. But I think that uh, Bryden here has been a bright star for many years now. Um, I... I'm proud to say that we are friends and, um, you know, the tours over the years have been quite something. And Kevin, you have plenty of experience touring as well. And the stories you bring oh, to yeah. me are always a joy. Why don't you tell Brian a little bit about what you've been up to this is just this summer. Well, you know, I, I was going to say, you know, probably, I've done a lot of tours and stuff uh, along those lines, you know, working for Luke Bryan as a beerman now. I never had the chance to cross Bryan's path, but, uh, you know, a lot of times we're coming into town, you know, you know, me and Luke or, or you know, I, I was working for Morgan Wallen as well for a little bit there. You know, two weeks after, you know, uh, Brian Brantley came to town, already tore the roof off the son bitch. So we'd have to, you know, get the scraps. But I was a beer man. I mean, uh, Brian, I'm sure you're familiar with what a beer man does, you know. Of course. Maybe you could tell these good folks at home, though. Well, you know, uh, sort of how, like, you know, rappers have, you know, their own sort of posse, country music, have, uh, you know, their friends and acquaintances that they need to fulfill various roles for them you know for i'm currently working for luke bryan you know i pack his dip you know i drink beers on stage for him you know i hide his puke for him if he pukes if he pukes on his shirt i give him my shirt you know we all got to stay in the exact same well it's a little bit like brian a few years ago you did that song with skrillex and he has a guy who lights his cigarettes for him yeah, sort of like that. Luke doesn't smoke, he vapes, so we don't have to light anything. But sometimes, you know, I have to help him look for his jewel. Like on the RV, if he loses his jewel, then we got to go, you know, flip all the seats. I heard he drove back two states to find his jewel one time. Yeah. And people and were usually, telling him, you know, Luke, we could just buy you some new ones. I have a fresh pack right here. And he said, he won't, it's a waste if I don't find it's it. It's usually behind his ear. He puts the jewel behind his ear, but he gets mad at us if we say, you know, have you checked your pockets? Have you checked behind your ear? You know, sometimes he puts it in his hat and it's usually, it's almost never in the RV. It's sort of like a power play, I think, like a mentally conditioned power play where he makes us stop a car and go through it before he finds the jewel himself. But yeah, I've been doing that since about 2014. They actually recruited me out of college. So, uh, you know, I was uh, 
you know, there was a video of me on the internet where I poured two beers inside of my t-shirt. I took the shirt off without spilling it, and I chugged the beer from the shirt without spilling a drop. You know, that went viral on Barstool. And uh, I got a DM from Luke saying he'll give me 100K a year to be his beer man. I've been kind of rolling on that line ever since. Can I tell you what I like about a small town so much? You know, I'm just thinking about it from all these stories you're telling here. Um, when I go to do press in a big city... They're mostly asking me questions that are germane to the subject and asking me about my song, my tour. I love coming on this small town show where you don't mind going on extremely long tangents about your personal life and yourselves. I'm just talking like it's of me and you. Me this is just like a this is just like if we were out on the boat, you know, having some beers, That's some right. old friends. You and know? people think, well, this, this is, is a little bit of an unconventional uh, form you may, of interview. You may be a- you may be a little, you know, uh, uh, hesitant. Uh, you know, we have some questions here for you. I was trying to, uh, you know, not dig at you a little bit, but I was wondering if we could ask you a few questions about your artistry, well, about your career, about your music. Now, a lot of your early songs, you're recognized for your sort of party lifestyle. Are you a partier or is it all just to sell records? Oh, everything in Spring Break Summer is all true. Uh, you know, well, it's kind of like uh, we well, like to work hard and play hard, you know? Right. That's just something and I came up with to describe kind of like my my values. Your lawyer put out a, a, a notice saying that the song was completely fictionalized, by the way. Uh, well, there might have been some kind of legal reasons for that. but I think it's uh, the you know references to drunk driving, you know, probably if I had to bet. Yeah, I'm not really sure. Here's here's the thing. I, I if I can I admit this? Can I be honest? Yeah, of course. I'm I'm a simple folk, right? I don't really understand simple folk. all of these fancy laws saying how many beers you're supposed to have before you drive. Is it can I have five, ten? I don't know. And it changes like state to state. And I'm always on the road, right? So right. how am I supposed to even know how many beers it is? Well, in you're each not state? driving your tour bus. Well, no, but like when I'm driving the truck, sometimes I drive the 150 behind the tour bus just to kind of get the windows down and get some wind in my hair, you know? And you shouldn't let molasses drive that tour bus either. He's got a lead foot. I saw the bottom of his foot covered in Well, dirt. we don't let covered him drive no more after he crashed one or two of them things, but, you know, I'm just saying. Well, you I, had that I, incident the with the F 150 that one time. Oh, well, I don't know if, you want I don't to talk know if my lawyer that. wants me discussing that either. I know. Uh, well, you know what? I'm so real. I'm just going to talk about it anyway, folks. Uh, you know, it was my bad. Uh, at one of the first shows on this current tour, um, I thought it might be fun to crowd surf in my F-150. Uh, and like this, there was a lot of people in that crowd. I don't know if you could see that crowd. It was packed. You would think they could hold it, it up. Packed. I mean, you it got really strong American, packed. strong American fans out there. I, yeah. I'll, and it's I'll a lifted truck already. The truck was lifted. I tried to drive that over there and it did not work how I intended. You know, I, it, you know, a lot of people kind of ragged on you for that. But if you're reading the whole vibe of the arena, you know, the people in the, you know, in the front row, they were holding the wheel. They thought they could hold it, too. Like everybody. Yeah, they thought, were trying. They put their hands up. They thought they could lift that thing. There were more big guys coming in from the back of the audience. They were really determined, you know. And, and, you know, it really wasn't like, you know, they said you ran them over, too. It really is it. You know, I watched the video on Daily Motion. It's more like they were kind of crushed, really, or so yeah. they ran over, you know. It's and not that like you was were speeding. Big fellas. I mean, them was big fellas trying You're to come in. You're only going like 15, so 10 miles an hour off that They day. didn't get hurt that bad. Could have been they the fault of the venue fellas. for not providing enough, you know, security. And, you know, crowd crush is always a worry. Uh, yeah, that's right. See, I feel well, so bad uh, about it. Uh, this kind of unfortunate safety mishap that in order to keep Americans safe, I decided to donate $20 million to Northrop Grumman to keep everybody safe, not just in my concerts, but everybody overseas, everywhere, all Americans well, in the whole world. Thank you for that. Thank you, thank you for that, Brian. As a really classy act of you to do. It's always a stand-up guy um, to to reflect on, you know, maybe not a mistake because, you know, you don't... I mean, it it was a mistake, but you didn't intend any harm, and that's what makes this country so great is that we could pick ourselves back up, get back on the horse. Yeah, I can admit that if I was going to do it again, I would make sure I would do a rehearsal and make sure them them fellows in the front can actually lift the damn thing. You could put helium in the wheels. Oh, we might try that. I think that would help. It wouldn't make the you know it's not light enough to make the monster truck float away, or is it? I don't know. You know. I, I don't really know how a lot of stuff with helium Maybe we works. need to get a dang 
a dang. I shouldn't have said anything. I overestimated my knowledge. I, I don't know if we can put helium in a in a tire. Well, can't hurt to try. It might hurt someone else, but it ain't going to hurt me, I tell you well, what. Well, it ain't going to hurt you as long as you're on the inside of it and make sure, you know, I'm not going to try to lift it next time. But I'm sure some of your fans will be willing to give it a second go. Well, what if we give all the fans F-150s to, to ride in during the show and then we'll just drive it over their cars, their trucks? Then it'll only hurt the trucks. You could do like a well, sweepstakes, I, have your car ran over by Brighton Brantley at his final that's stop right. of his tour. You could even just go out to the you know parking lot during the show and get all of them then when there ain't nobody in them. <laughs> maybe let, maybe let, during the show, I'll have Mola- you know, Molasses finishes his opening set. I'm going to get him in that 150 and have him go to the parking lot and crush everyone's cars <laughs> while they're at the show. Now that'd be yeah, something. They come out and they're like, that, "What in the heck?" They could put it up. I tell you, have cameras outside, have it playing on the jumbotron. People be going nuts. I bet. Also, you know, some of these fans—they're drinking a lot of beers during the show. Maybe they shouldn't even be getting behind the wheel. We're doing them a favor. They they're could just crush their cans while he night. crushes their cars. That's right. Now, we talked a little bit about beer, and I know that's been a controversial statement lately. Uh, what beer do you have sponsoring the tour? Are you still drinking Bud Light? Well, unfortunately, we're not drinking Bud Light anymore, so we had to move to the Bud Heavies. Um, we're keeping some 30 racks of those in the truck at all times and in the tour van. Um, Budweiser was nice enough to sponsor us after we unfortunately told Bud Light that we cannot be associated well, with them no more. Bud Light and Budweiser's, you know, the same parent company, really. It's not really. Well, I don't know. Does my If my brother did something bad, we had the same parents, but it doesn't mean that you can't come to my show, right? Like the right. parent company, the, the parent way, isn't the sins of the father, whatever. You know what I mean? Same way, you know, your brother's not being blamed, you know, for the 13 people you crushed at your show. Right. See, that would be unfair. Well, maybe we shouldn't have put it like that. I don't know. My lawyer wants me to discuss this quite I frankly. I ran but, over at your show. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Well, here's I the thing. I think he yeah. placed himself upon them, but I don't know if I would say. Uh, I think man, that, is manslaughtered. Can you verbal? Well, no one died. No one was killed. Right? Is that true? He's look. All I'm I mean, saying nobody is nobody died that there. I think all, in the hospital later. A couple. If of, we can stay focused here, all I'm saying is that because of family values, I don't think that Budweiser should be held accountable for what Bud Light did, just because they're in the family, you know. Well, I'll it's tell you what, family. I mean, I don't like to get too political on this year's show, but Bud Light is a blue can and the Bud Heavy is a red can. Yeah, the good I color. I have noticed that. I have noticed that. Sometimes they put the whole American flag on the Budweiser can. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they have a camouflage for the troops on there. I know that we're talking about beer, which is real political. And on my song, I'm talking about liberals. So I know that seems pretty political, but I got to admit, I'm not that political of a guy at the end of the day. I'm just a normal guy who just calls it like I see it. You know, like right. I I keep hearing lately about Hamas and all this. And I'm like, ain't that that thing you dip some damn pita chips in? That's Am I fresh. crazy? That's funny. Am now, I that's crazy? Fresh. Now that's is, is that funny. Fu- no, I really thought. No, it- that's funny. No, that's funny. No, no I, don't, I don't know funny. too much about that. But why that's don't we move right on there. to another question here, Bryden? Well, sure. Kevin, if you will. Well, uh. We talked a little bit about your party lifestyle. We talked a little bit about the music videos that you've had, all the pool parties. Please tell us for here now, what's your dream party? Where's it at? What are you drinking? Who's all there? What are you doing? Well, I know this might sound crazy because I'm a red, white, and blue, you know, American through and through, but uh, some of my boys have been telling me about this party coming up in Paris, France called Alex Branson's Hawaiian House Party. And I well, that. well, you know, it, when you tell me it's in Paris, I'm like, uh, no thanks. But uh, Hawaiian, well, that's American as apple pie, you know? That's and right. I heard that they're going to have a live dinosaur at this party, which I got I to gotta see that. I got, oh man, can you get me an invite? Well, it's, uh, I don't think the invites have gone out yet, but... Uh, it sounds like it's going to be crazy. From the vendors. There's a lot of buzz coming off these vendors. Um, lots of kind of food they're going to be serving. I heard Charles, the DJ, he's a hot up-and-coming artist. He's going to debut his song, DJ Play the Song. And heck, I wouldn't even mind getting on a remix or something, the truth be oh, told. Oh, yeah. I mean, that, that you know, I hope that happens so we can make a claim for that. If you're listening, Charles, the DJ, Brian Brantley wants to 
well, he wants to, I guess, do a remix of one of your songs. I guess yeah, he doesn't well, want you. I haven't heard the song yet, and it's not out yet, but I already know that I want to remix that sucker. I heard a, I heard a sample of it. I heard of the, you know, like a MIDI style beat. Well, like it's oh, Brian, and you mentioned before when you're on Good Morning America how much you would like to play uh, Tomorrowland. Have you been dabbling and DJing? Has Charles, the DJ, discuss that with you? Well, I I started DJing a little bit, um, kind of to show people what my influences are. You know, everyone always asks me, "What's your influences oh, yeah. on your?" Because my music is so original, they can't even. Mm -hmm. consider like they can't even compare it to any artist because it's just too original so i gotta kind of break it down for them and in my dj sets that's what i've been doing so you know obviously when you listen to my music you know hank he's in there johnny cash there's a little bit of that in everything i do oh yeah classic but a lot of people don't understand like the t-pain influence because like country guys like hip-hop too oh you say that and you you say that and you're uh in uh fishing line if I'm not wrong. Yeah, that's right. I had to I had to kind of like school them on that because a lot of folks out there, they're like, obviously, we know Hank. We know Johnny Cash. And I know you've, I ain't met, never you've, heard talked, this about, you've talked about Brian, Brian Eno. And- well, you know, when you got girls in the hot tub, they don't want to hear no Hank Williams, you know? That's you right. Give them what they want. They want to hear no Hank, you know? Yeah. Hank Williams is for, you know, when you 2 a.m. and you're drinking in a dark room. By yourself, and the lights are all off. That's what Hank Williams is for. Johnny Cash, your wife just died of surgery, sitting in a lonely hospital room. That's when you listen to Johnny Cash. T-Pain, that's when you got the girls in the hot tub. That's right. Or when you got the girls by the pool, and you got girls on your shoulders, and they're fighting. Hooey! Are you blushing? <laughs> I think he's blushing a little. He's bit. blushing a little bit when I talk about having he's, girls on his shoulders in the water. Just describing girls. When he made did a little blush. chicken fight, little chicken fights up there. That's right, Brian. You must well, like we that. Don't, huh? We don't kiss and tell about all of that, fellas. Well, you, you know, you got a point there. You leave that to TMZ telling you about grinding with Mia Khalifa the CMT awards. Hoo-wee. Oh, was I not supposed to mention that? Well. You know, maybe I should get back to talking about a few more of Took my Took off his hat there. He's brushing the sweat off his brow there. <laughs> yeah, get that sweat up from my brow. Uh, you got a nice fit there. Uh, but we'll talk about what you're wearing after uh, after you're talking about your influences. Yeah, well, I don't know if y'all heard of Scott Joplin. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And Bad I'm at this, this feller. I was in uh, Nashville getting some session players for some new music, and I met this feller named Johnny Greenwood. Oh, so guitar sounds like player. a good old salt of the earth American. Yeah, sounds he's like the name of that. a cartoon mosquito. That's right. He plays like a mosquito too. He's buzzing around so fast on that fretboard. I tell you what. Well, those that's a that's a quite quite an arrangement of influences you got there. Uh, kind of explains, I guess, what your whole aesthetic is. But uh, you know, you also been getting a lot of attention for your fashion sense. So uh, you know, obviously we're doing a radio show. They can't see this a tremendous outfit you got on right now. Why don't you tell the audience what you're wearing? Actually, well, course, you know, uh, looking at Buck, Buck's got a good outfit and I clean up oh, all right. You know as me, well. I keep maybe it simple. Well, in the Go spirit of the, the damn I clean up good tour, maybe we should all say what we're wearing today. All right, well, we'll give you Scouts honor. Go there first there, bud. Well, first off, of course, you know I got my black and white NBA Ref Series Jordans. These are the latest Jordans. Finally honoring the only people standing between, quite frankly, order and chaos, the referees. They're my favorite NBA team, that's for sure. Mm -hmm. Because they keep all these other teams in line and operating orderly, you know? Um, So I really want to thank the refs for sending me these. These are brand new out the box today. Oh, wow. I got my white belt buckle on. With a red, white, and blue eagle on it. Well, the red and the blue is kind of rubbing off. It's kind of just like a, a white-looking eagle now. But um, I got a black, black-fitted tee here that I got for my birthday from NBA Stupid Ass. He's one of these hip-hop guys. You might recognize him. I got a nondescript gold chain. And I got a backward snapback that says values on it. Oh wow. wow! Values that that that's because of all your Keeping famous on values. The it's because I got a lot of values nowadays. You're famous for your many values, and you always talk about your values. You know? Yeah. Well, we can get into that in a little bit, but I want to know what y'all are wearing. Well, uh, let's go age before beauty, there, Buck. Go ahead and uh, oh, tell them what you're oh, wearing. You know me. I wear. I, I keep it simple. I got my. Uh, 
I got my my boots, my red boots on. I got my uh, Levi's five seventeen boot cut jeans. I got a big belt buckle. It says Pepsi. Oh wow! I got my wow. denim denim button up, pearl snaps, and I got my Stetson. That's a classic look right there, and I gotta say, it's old that school you, country. Mm-hmm. He's got the rocking chair in the studio. I was uh, I was trying to emulate uh, Willie Nelson. He taught me everything uh, I knew about country music when I sold him my truck. You only I gotta say I'm not, once, I'm though, not, right? I'm not familiar. I was gonna say you look like Hank or somebody. I'm not familiar. With I this love guy. Hank, but well, let's see here. It's uh, my turn. I am wearing a you know. Uh, I guess I I, the, I got this T-shirt on. This is a T-shirt from my company called Verified Tees. They are plain, undecorated T-shirts presented in a variety of masculine colors, such as black, gray, burgundy, or navy. In order to purchase these shirts, you know, Verified Tees, we do something, you know, we uh, verify that the purchaser is a heterosexual man. Uh, of course, if you want to buy Verified Tees on your own, you need to go to our website, verifiedtees.com. Can I ask how you uh, verify that? Well, we need physical elements, uh, you know, evidence we've been burned before, or, you know, some uh, nothing against, you know, gay men or, you know, bisexual men. But, you know, they have taken great pleasure in ordering our T-shirts that is supposed to verify you as a heterosexual man. They've sent us some videos of them having sex with the T-shirts on with each other. And, uh, you know, now because of that, we are going to need, you know, vi- videotape of somebody having se- sex I, before we will I sell I ain't really a got t-shirt. a problem with that, truth be told. It's just really more that they're disrespecting the message of your company. You know, oh, yeah. uh, Whistle Miller, who's on this tour, he's got a song called Gay Guys. They ain't so bad. And it really opened my eyes to some things. But the problem is when you're putting out these masculine tees, they can't be making right. those videos. Then gay guys can't be wearing my shirts and porking each other and then saying, you know, because the whole point of the shirt was to prove that you're all not right, gay. Well, all right. Well, let's. All right. Uh, there, Kevin. Anyway, it's a skin tight shirt. You know, I'm a red blooded American man. I need people to see my heartbeat at all times. I'm wearing white denim jeans that are so tight that I cannot bend naturally and I cannot fit my phone or my wallet in them. The shoes I got on, these are a kind of Nike Tavis collab where they mix up Air Force Ones with Hurricane XLT2 vegan hiking sandals uh, with the Jesus Christ of Nazareth colorway here with the beige and the white. Now, that's just way too complicated for for an old timer like me to. Oh, they're just basketball sandals. Easy to understand there. Well, I'm glad everyone here cleans up good because that's kind of the message behind this current tour, the Damn I Clean Up Good tour. Uh, at the merch booth, we've been selling these dress shirts. You just wear them right there on the spot. They still got the creases in them and everything. Haven't been ironed yet, and the fans have been going crazy for those. That uh, crease is a sign of wealth. That's how you know it's a new shirt. You can't right. even prove nice, it's a new shirt nice, without the crease. Uh, we're nice uh, shiny tie with that. Maybe one you have left over from your prom or... Hell, I would go with the bolo, classic bolo tie if it was myself. But uh, ain't nothing wrong with that. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Now, no, that's it's the perfect shirt to wear with a tie that your dad tied two years ago, and you haven't undid the knot so that you can keep just putting it over your neck and pulling it. Mm-hmm. Now, Bryden, I want to ask you. Now, I, uh, you know, I've uh, I've been around for quite a, a while here, and. Uh, well, well, being honest, you ain't no spring chicken yourself. I think you recognize that. So, uh, I mean, you're getting older. So, I'll, I just want to ask, how much longer do you think you can keep this up? Touring constantly, you know, constantly doing collaborations, endorsements, TV shows. You're on uh, all, all the pool parties. You're on those three episodes you know? of This Is Us, and I was weeping like a little baby when I was watching that show. <laughs> well, I got to say, I ain't so old yet. You know, old Johnny Cash, he was doing this thing till. Till the good Lord took him. And uh, T-Pain, he's still out there doing it too. So, you know, I think I got plenty of time left in me. And also, I got to say, if I wasn't having fun partying and still doing this stuff, why do you think I'd have so many DUIs? Wouldn't you think I'd get tired of that? I think you're almost bragging about how many you're going to get now. Well, all I'm saying is that it shows that I can still drink with the best of them, and I ain't showing no signs of slowing down. But even well, if I was, I could do this well, thing Brian, just like I'll, Johnny I'll, Cash. When did are it. you going to settle down? I will and say stop this: chasing tail. That's what they keep. I saying will say this: the, or, the older you get, obviously, the more wisdom you acquire through life experience, and I think right, that's going to bring easier a lot of songs. and easier to drink these beers behind the wheel because I've done it so many times. Ain't nobody could tell me what to do. 
that used to be a little thing called freedom that we used to have in this country, quite frankly. Well, Bryden, uh, uh, you know, we heard about your partying. You've been adamant that you're not going to stop playing music and you're not going to stop drinking and you're not going to stop driving while you're drinking because you don't know how many beers to count to because the rules change too much. I understand that, but, uh, you know, CMT's always talking about you. TMZ's always talking about you. When are you going to settle down and uh, stop chasing tail? You know, we heard rumors of you dating people all over the place, but none of them sticked. What's going on in your personal life there, Brian? Well, you know, on this tour with Shirley Silveretta, I heard the rumors about me, me and her, but here's the thing. We're just too damn busy playing music and drinking all the time and and having a good time to even like think about that kind of stuff settling down. Well, you know? I, if I, mean, I was touring with you know you know Felicity Grass or Rhonda Cragpool, like I would be going. You were out there. I, I saw you at that. Uh, I saw you at that football game with Casey Musgraves, and people were saying, "Are they? Are they? Are they? Are they? Uh, uh, are they something?" No, she just picked me up. I crashed my truck actually on the way to the game. She had to pick me up. Um, so that one, nothing but just kind of hanging out. So you're just friends. You know, yeah, I'd say so. You guys keep singing these duets together that ends in a charged embrace. Uh, there are rumors in the Tuscaloosa show that the show ended with y'all making out on stage for 15 minutes straight in complete silence. Uh, <laughs> care to comment? Well, that's a little thing we like to do in show business sometimes. Uh, you know, it's kind of like an encore. It's well, a new type of encore that we've been working you're on. You're pretty intensely squeezing her uh, rear end there. <laughs> you, yeah, well, both hands on her keister. They were zooming in on well, it. Well, now on the I don't kiss and tail, but if there's a lot of people watching, I guess I can't stop them from learning all the sordid details. But that's not really the kind of thing that I come on the radio to talk so about. So you'd say it was part of your performance? Absolutely. No. Now, you're known for your party songs, but. Like this song that you just came out with, uh, some others on your upcoming album, you've started to sing more about adult and political themes. Let me know, as an artist, what are your values? What is it that you care about? Well, I got to say, first of all, my vibe, my values, like probably your values, they come from the Bible, right? And so when right. I open up my Bible, I see three Fs, right? Don't faith. kill. Oh, no, no, faith and family. Don't Yeah, and don't fools. kill. That goes, that's implied. And don't no. covet, you know, the ox of your neighbor. Well, that's you know, partly that, like the faith, because why would I betray Jesus by coveting a dang ox? That's the faith that I have in Him. They don't. They tell you not to do it. They must. It must have been a problem. You know, I know. Back then, I know. In Bible days, it must don't have been a problem. covet thy neighbor's beer. Offer thy neighbor's beer. It seems obvious to us now, but I'm not coveting nothing out there. Don't kill. That's one of them. Don't, yeah, well, I'm not. I'm definitely not. I mean, it's unfortunate what happened with that F-150 when I tried to crowd surf, but none of it was intentional. Right. right. But basically, this is what I took from the Bible. There's faith, and then there's family, and then there's freedom. That's the third one. Oh, okay. And so if y'all don't mind, I kind of want to talk about my values right now, if I may. No. The floor is yours, Mr. Okay. Bradley. Well, first off, there's faith. Now, my faith is very private to me. That's kind of a personal matter, so I don't talk about that. Second is family. And my family life, that's personal to me, too. So I don't really talk about that, neither. And then freedom, well, that's mine, right? That's my freedom. And I, you have the freedom to mind your damn business about my freedom, right? So I don't talk about none of that, neither. All right, so you know your values. You you're very passionate about your values, and you don't want to talk about any of them. Is that correct? Well, no, that's my right. Right, as an American, right. I can like remember when we were talking about molasses on that farm. That farmer didn't bother those pigs; he just let them go on living their life. Right. That's well, the if values. I was to ask you, you know, would you like to elaborate, you know, on your value of freedom? Because you say it's personal to you. Yeah. So freedom—that's basically like I can do whatever I want. I can drink however many beers I want. It doesn't matter what I so do or who I do it to. Cause that, I no got consequences freedom. basically is what basically, you're saying. There's no consequences as long as I believe in the Lord. I'm not going to, okay. I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to hit the Lord with my truck. Right. You couldn't. Not on purpose. You know? Or if you did, he could take it. I think. He probably put up some kind of force field to stop me, you know? He's doing you know, all man, kinds of wacky stuff in the Bible, using his superpowers in different ways to make all them fish. He things. He could, li you know, who could, who, who's to say, you know, the Lord couldn't lift your Ford F-150 right over his head? 
you know, theoretically, I like to believe the Lord's in the audience with in, in the stadium with us every night. But if the Lord was literally there, he probably could have picked that truck up and nothing would have gone wrong. You know, he would have just know, carried that sucker around the audience. It would have been so cool. Since it was only an 18 and older show, right? If there was a child there, perhaps a woman would have got some sort of maternal strength and been able to lift it over her head. It's true. But uh, yeah, it was uh, 18 plus, you know, because because we say swear words sometimes. Sorry, Jesus. But uh we drink beer right. sometimes, you know, some of this, some of this stuff. When See, you're the thing is, barbecuing the thing. and the, you know, the fire's going and, uh, you know, the music's playing, the girls are, you know, they're, they're on the shoulders in the pool and, you know, people get a little bit rowdy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We bring a few pools with us. We tour with those. A lot of these stadiums nowadays don't have pools in them, which is kind of weird to me. Uh, but we got about eight, nine pools that we just put I on heard- trucks. It's a seven bus tour that you're operating on now. And one of the buses is just filled with a sorority. Yeah, that's one of my about four of those trucks are just carrying pools. Uh, there's all the music stuff's in about one. When one you truck. say a truck's carrying pools, I just I want you to elaborate on that. So, you know, when you see them, them trucks that's carrying new cars when you're on the highway and they got them stacked up a couple rows, kind of. Yeah, it's like that. We got pool. We got a couple rows of pools. On like a so big they're flatbed. Not deep, they're not like deep pools? No, they're about maybe eight feet deep. Um, That's a pretty deep pool. That's like a diving pool. I mean, yeah, we've had in. to ask a few states to uh, take down bridges and then rebuild the bridges after we come through. Uh, it's been a bit of a business, logistical business there but uh, you know that's why we got so many people on the crew to take care of that for us any production values you doing any stuff they swinging you around on a on a trapeze or well i was talking about some of them failures that's opening up for me they're shooting guns at the audience they're going all doing all kinds of stuff but you know we don't like to do too much of the the fireworks and stuff we kind of well, remember to keep it i remember simple. it was a uh, real inspired when you and i were at brett Favre's shooting range and you got the idea to bring brett on tour with you and he would throw spirals into the crowd all night oh and people yeah. love that and i thought it was uh, unfortunately had to leave early because that one uh that rocket of his of an arm hospitalized the poor young woman but well truth that be aside, told he uh after that happened, I, I talked to him and I said, it's okay, you can keep coming. The next stop of our tours in Mississippi, the fellas down there want to see you. And he said he had some legal matters. That he he wasn't really, really very well liked in the state of Mississippi. They don't really take kind to him right now. So he had to call it off. What What's it like backstage at a Brian Brantley show? Is it just like Sodom and Gomorrah or what? Well, I wouldn't say that because that's unbiblical to to uh, put it that way, those but I'd say the it's values a... values that Brighton stands for. Yeah, those are not my values necessarily. I'd say it's more like a faith and family barbecue where we got a trillion beers. There's girls going crazy. There is, you know, Molasses brought a trough with him because from that farm, you know, he grew up with the, them pigs. He eats from a trough back there. Yeah, I saw uh, your picture of Molasses posted yeah, on, my, on, on Instagram. On Instagram, yeah. yeah uh, he, in he, that trough, he, he's got about five, six kind of Doritos in that trough. Uh, like burritos from the gas station. Smoother. Oh, you know, yeah. he had a Playboy bunny too. in a dog cage. I don't know what that was about. That's why I said this. I, I wasn't trying to be rude, but I just I saw some of the backstage photos. You know. Well, they say you know what happens in Arkansas stays in Arkansas. That kind of that mentality applies to the green room. I saw Felicity Grass put a cigarette out on Molasses's belly. He was laughing. Yeah, that's. I think that's the pig in him. <laughs> I you think know, you made You know these right pigs there. on these farms, you know, these farmers like to put out cigarettes on them for fun. I had just kind of teasing them. I'm still confused a little bit about how, his backstory if he is a pig. Well, I'll, I'll tell He's you not how a pig. He, tra- he was raised by pigs. But He's how not a did pig. he transition into being a man then? Because he picked it up from TV and stuff. He knew English. He watched TV Why are like pigs you and I. Here on TV? Why are they here on TV? Why not? Where do you learn what are they going to do out there? They're just sitting on the farm eating slop all day. You figure I feel like wants to by watch the TV age just like of at me. least six, somebody should have gone, there's a boy naked in that pig cage. Well, the farmer and kept an eye on him. TV. The farmer knew he was there. He just didn't want to bother him, disturb him, you know? The, the farmer was his father? Was he abandoned? I don't think, I never heard nothing like that. I feel like, you know, I don't want to kind of derail the whole radio interview and whatnot here, but I, I feel like we should call some government workers and just get them to talk to molasses and make sure, you know, he's okay. You know, well, just I don't know about none well, of that. I think he's he seems doing to just be doing fine. He's on fine. tour. He's celebrating. He was having a good old time when I, 
I was at the show recently when uh, Brian came through and Molasses was having a blast. He was eating his snacks. He was watching that uh, Rob Gronkowski and Julia Fox play Xbox Connect and he was laughing so hard he vomited. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, you know... uh yeah, Molasses is doing all right. He's got a hit record right now called Cold Steel, Colder Beer. That thing is blowing up the country and the hip-hop charts, and I don't think he needs any help from anybody. Well, Certainly I just not thought, the dang government. You know, maybe if somebody could give him, like, an intelligence test or something to make sure he's all right, I just hate for something bad to happen. I think the intelligence test is to take a look at his bank account, government how worker, good that song is doing. You know, somebody could get involved. Maybe he's somebody he could talk to. Well, I don't know about all that. He's a man of few words. Well, Kevin, I, most, I, more you're talking about the, words, the government. You always tell me about how much you hate the government. You're all for well, a small I hate government. The government. Yeah, yeah, no, I hate the government. I'm for a small government. But, I, you know, I just think, you know, I, I always complain about the taxes you got to pay on your I'm just thinking if somebody was, there. you know, raised by pigs for, you know, up until their teens, you know, that's the vibe I'm getting. He was raised by pigs till his teens. You know, I just think that somebody should you know, from the government should go talk to them, make sure them they're okay. Make sure that, you know, well, I don't know about the government coming, it's gotta snooping be around transitioning from pig to man. Yeah. It probably wasn't easy, but he did it. Well, I, yeah, I mean, partly he he hasn't worn shoes ever. So Ain't partly. no person ever helped him get to the top. I know a few pigs helped him get there. <laughs> ain't nothing wrong with that, though. There ain't nothing wrong with taking a little help from a pig when you need it. I'm just saying, you know, that maybe somebody should have done something. It's too late now, but somebody should have done something. Yeah, maybe the farmer. Yeah, maybe the farmer could have kept a closer eye on him, but he turned out just fine. Brian takes him to, to the Golden Corral on his birthday. Nonsense. Do you think that's a bad life? Well, it sounds pretty good, but I... Uh, Actually, his new, my- he's got a new CD. I know you're like, people still buying CDs? Of course they're still buying CDs out there in the country. And Molasses got his new CD coming out exclusively at Golden Corral for just $8.99. <laughs> it costs more than the buffet, yes, but it's worth it. Yeah, well, but you it's get pretty all cheap. You Remember them CDs? They used to, them things used to cost 20 bucks. I don't even want to tell you how bad. much the records cost back in my day. When I was buying the Willie Nelson records, well, and my jazz records before that, they were about $50. How'd they get the music on them things? I couldn't tell you. It was well, magic to a kid it on like a me. Computer? I would listen to John Coltrane and I would just weep. Yeah. See, it makes sense on the computer. You just put the music in the computer. That's how it works. But when you put it on them them records, I don't even understand they what kind of They carved it into the, the vinyl plastic. You know, uh, Brad, I want to ask you a little bit about your upbringing. I wanted to ask you, trying to break into the music industry can be quite difficult. When did you know you were going to make it? I think, well, you know, every artist dreams of hearing their song uh, used somewhere. Like, you know, that first moment when you hear your song somewhere and you're like, I made it. For me, that was when O'Reilly Auto Parts used Spring Break Summer for a new commercial for brake pads. I turned on the TV. And that them brake pads on that commercial, it was like 50% off or something. And they're playing Spring Break Summer. I was like, oh my God. And, you know, next thing I know, O'Reilly Auto Parts, they're calling me up. They had me open on that O'Reilly Auto Parts Rumble in the Hills and Battery Light Maintenance Check Tour. And that thing just broke things wide open for me. My battery light, they fixed that thing up for free, no charge. Uh, The fans were crazy. And everything from there is kind of just like a dream. You know, it happens so fast, just like a dream does. Uh, yeah, that, that I mean, that sounds crazy. I'm trying to think back. I remember that O'Reilly Auto Parts Rumble in the Hills and Battery Light Maintenance Check Tour. That was with uh, you're doing that with Tr- Chud Truckley, right? Yeah, Chud Truckley. He, he kind of taught me a lot about this game, you know? He has that song about a woman with legs so long she's got two knees. That's I ain't right. heard from him, from him in a minute. How's he doing? I think he's doing well. You know, he's kind of like an older school artist now. You know, a few years he'd been in the game a few years longer than me. But uh, I saw he started he that. Uh, he started that wine business, correct? That's right. With the one of them Florida Georgia where, uh, line, all those yeah, guys, like all those fellers. Some some fellers on a vin- vineyard make some wine, and you slap the label on it. Yeah, know? it's Look. vino wine. Apparently, they didn't yeah. know vino meant wine, so they just called it vino wine. I mean, that sounds sounds fancy as hell to me. It sounds fancy as hell, and and you would never believe what color this wine is. And do you know they make it from the grapes instead of like from rice or you know beer or whatever? Woo wee! What color is this this thing? 
is red wine. Oh my god! Like very fancy, like you almost purple. It's so maybe eat that with a real nice cut of meat. You know, if you pair that with a nice white wine and a nice blue wine, that might be more up my alley. Get a nice light blue wine that'll figure out your stomach there, settle down. Maybe that could be your next avenue out there, Brian, making a blue wine. Ooh, red, white, and blue wine. Yeah, that way you could have an American flag. Maybe a bomb pop. Maybe it tastes like a bomb pop a little bit, like. Uh, you know, I mean, we used to we used to on the Best Buy Barn Party tour that I did a couple of years ago. We used to eat bomb pops all the time because uh, Best oh. Buy was furnishing them. I guess I guess Best Buy is still in business. That was news to me, but uh, and I didn't know that bomb pops were still a thing either. So those kind of those two kind of dovetailed on that. Tour. Oh yeah, bomb pops are good. I like them because it's bomb, which is violent, but it's red, white, and blue, which is <laughs> well. You know, Best Buy and stopped pop, selling like DVDs. Like. They stopped selling movies and DVDs. Yeah, they got the square. They don't got. They don't sell the square ones. You can barely see the circle ones now, too. Most of the movies are just going to be a website from there on out. It's all websites. I went, there, I went but, in there and I was looking to buy a DVD for uh, the Untouchables, and I couldn't. I couldn't find nothing. I mean, it makes more sense to me that they're in the computer nowadays, though, because how did they put them on that DVD? I just don't. I think it's got like a device that's like sort of like it's like there's a DJ booth inside of the computer. That's what the CD tray is. Right. So but how they get this... it in the DVD? You can't put a dang movie on a a little thing like that. Like, remember in the olden days of the theater is a big old reel of movie. No, and I, I get ins- that. It's a big old movie reel. But inside what's putting of the it in the DVD CD is the whole reel. What they do is they got a, a they got they a got robot lasers. DJ. He's scratching it and lasering it, and that's how he gets the information the, on the it. The DJ is in the disc. How they fit him in there? The CD-ROM drives got like a little automated spinner thing that's sort of like a DJ on the ones and the two. Okay, in the drive, but how they put the the movie into the it, disc? It scrapes it with the laser. But how they and put it like in zero, it? Yeah, that's how they show it. But like, how it they does put it zero in one, it? zero one, zero one, and that makes a whole language. Now that doesn't make any sense. You can't have a dang language with only two letters. Uh, are they Everybody, wanna, can you imagine this dang language you're talking about? What if they only had A and B? Ab, 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 ab. Well, you can't say damn, no damn words like that. It's a damn logic gate, Brantley. I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what the hell you're talking about. All I know, about. Uh, I know fellas, is if they fellas, had a language that's only A and B, all I wouldn't right, know what the right, heck right. they were talking about. I don't know how it works either. I get mad. Right, I start right, getting mad right. when I don't know how stuff we're works. Getting too, we're getting too political, I quite frankly. I don't know too much these... about all that, but I got to say, these skeeters are still around, ain't they? What's up with that? Is ske- skeeters bad this time of year. The, skeeters true. have been real bad this year. In the, yeah, in the, we're in indoors in the studio. I know. We're not even like near a window. We're like five layers of doors indoors in the middle of this this big studio. We got some open. Well, we got some standing water in the. uh, And I was uh, I can't use the spray, the bug spray, because Kevin told me the government's going to control me with it. Is that true? Uh, Is that true, Bryden? What do you use? I don't know about none of that. You have mosquitoes on tour. Yeah, we use uh, some of that uh, off brand. Oh, I've seen that. I've heard of that. Does that work? Oh, I think so. It seems like it, because you know when I first heard about it, I was. I mean, like, Kevin, he's covering welts. Look at him; he's scratching. He's got that fair skin. Oh, that I, doesn't look I, like I, mosquitoes. I don't know what's going on. I'm over a there. scratcher. I admit, I'm a scratcher. I can take a real small bite, and I can have that sucker spread out five different places right next to it in about a week. I'm a scratcher. I'll admit it. Yeah, you look like a dang, a dang ticket from the Seven Eleven. You know what I mean? One of them That's scratchers. Why I, you know. That's why I got to wear all the dark colored shirts. You know, I'm always picking at stuff here and there. So, you know, so you don't want a little splotch of blood slowing you down. That's why I can't wear no white t-shirts no more. I'm good with the white jeans as long as I throw a towel over my legs when I'm eating. You well, know, I you just get had a, a new idea, fellas. Like that uh, Post Malone fella. Fellas, what do you think on, on the Damn I Clean Up Good Tour? What if we start giving away scratchers at the door? Everyone gets a free scratcher. You know, I think we that might, someone might become a millionaire. Bit. At the show, we get them up on stage. They just want a million bucks. That'd be crazy. That would be crazy, yeah. But you know, it'd probably cost a lot. What of money about to this? I was thinking scratchers. this might be cute. What if you had the marriage tour where all these couples that all everyone in the crowd is an engaged couple, and they all come up and they get married by you, or you can marry them all well, at once in the crowd with a song. Those are my values. Um, well, a family. family. Well, we yeah. a family value right there. You could have a. The problem is, you could have a. It sounds like a lot of work. You, have a, you know, a, like a minister turn a stadium into a church, and then you could make the whole church 
the wedding church. Well, basically, you should the do reason mass that I weddings songs, like the Korean Unified Church. That's what yeah, you should do. I mostly sing songs so I don't have to do any real work. And that just sounds like an awful lot of work. Yeah, but after a wedding, you could have a hell of a party. Can I ask you a question, Bryden? Well, shucks. I didn't expect any questions here on the radio, but uh, might take one or two more. Is, is rapping to a country song easier than rapping to a urban song? Well, you know, I'm not much of a... I love hip-hop, but I'm not much of a rapper myself. But I think there's just something so nice about them guitars and all them fiddles and things, but you also got to have that booming hip-hop rhythm section. So when you combine those two things, you could basically rap over that, and that's going to make you a lot of money. Yeah. That's all I know. Rap and rock used to be buddy-buddy, and now country and rap are now more buddy-buddy. Well, buddy. also, though, we still use those country guitars on the song. When it's do you basically think country and rock are going to start linking up? They are still linking up. They never stopped. Everything. Are they linking up? They're linking I up. I mean, Brian gets very Doctor, rocky. You hear solos. Yeah, I put yeah, all these guitar solos on there. Your, my music is basically all music. It's all genres. That's why everyone likes it so much, because there's hip-hop in it sometimes. There's When's all these guitars. When's country going to go back to being enemies? I don't, I don't think it's ever happened. I think there's a truce, because we believe, basically, I'm not very political, but to me, it's all peace and love, unless you're a bad guy, and then someone's liable to kill you if you're a bad guy. Right, but bad if you're a good guy, bad guys should be destroyed. We all know that. The you know, we didn't used to have robbers, courts. We didn't used to have a court system, rapers, and everything worked murders. itself out just fine. Yeah, those are the bad guys. Just kill them. On, when you see them, If kill I them. ever saw a bad guy, I'd kill him. I would just, you know, oh, yeah. that's just me, though. That's how we well, do it in a small story. town. Uh, yeah, we I can tell y'all a story guy, about we when I was growing up. Come to small town Arkansas. You know, I am violent. You know, I'm a violent person. Absolutely, but only when it's bad guys involved. Like right, growing right, up in the country, course, my my daddy, he uh had some property out there, you know. And uh he had a lot of property in fact, so often he was selling properties. Uh one time we were on our property playing with our guns, hanging out, drinking beers. I was probably about 13, 14, we're shooting all over the place when a feller walks up on the property. Uh, which is I hope he was a bad guy uninvited uninvited bad guy bad guy so my daddy shot him right then and there dropped to the ground you know and uh turned out you know the property was on we were on was actually his real estate my daddy's real estate office and this was actually a customer coming to see about buying some real estate it turned out um but we're lucky that we have these laws in place where he did technically come into the territory after hours of the business and it was our property so it was self-defense luckily um but that's just kind of like my values too if you don't come on my damn property you know what i'm saying something might happen if you come on my damn property right right brian uninvited i got a question for you have you considered doing a cruise like a bride and brantley cruise oh like florida georgia line that song with nelly cruise um, yeah, I mean, I, everything's on the table. As long as it's places, we go places that has freedom and faith and family, then I think we could might cruise to any bear. Maybe Dubai. Go on a cruise to Dubai. Well, they do talk about God there. I do respect that. I saw you played that. You played there. Uh, you played that benefit for uh, the king there. Yeah. I heard they arrest you if you show up with a condom. You know, even better. Well, condoms ain't part of uh, Bryden's values, I believe. That's right. Well, family, yeah, I guess that means you can't wear them, huh? Family values. That's a funny thing. Well, I'm not trying to start no family either, but that's a different story. So it's a little tricky then. You got to do it in the pool. Yeah, that's that's right. Luckily in Dubai, they got pools. They got pools on the dang rooftop up there. The tallest building in the world. We 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 played out there. They said you're gonna play on top of the tallest building in the world, and uh, just structurally, you know, we tour. You got their own pool kidding. there, but structurally, we tour with uh, like eight or nine pools, like I was saying, and we couldn't find a way to get those pools onto the roof, so we had to perform on the first floor, unfortunately. But so you have to perform next to the pool, or you yeah, that's part of the show. The pools is the part pool? of the show. It's well, just part like of the it shows a swim up bar. You have to have the swim up bar where they have. Yeah. We're not going to do a show without a guitar. We're not going to do it without the pool. And I know oh, they had yeah. one pool on the roof up there, but we need eight or nine of them. We just couldn't airlift them on top of that tall, tall building. Luke Bryan so, did a set well, near the half, last end of 
ha- last half of the last tour where he built a lazy river surrounding the stage. So it was my job to be on there three, four hours a day, just going all around that lazy river. I must have went around a hundred times. Ooh, I fell asleep in like the third act, I think, and uh, I woke up to a bunch of people splashing me. You know, I, I, I truth be told, I'd love to just sit around here all day talking to you failures. I mean, I think we share the same values, uh, the same taste in music. Like, you mean it's kinda, family freedom and uh, and whatever the other one is. Yeah, it's like fun. I think it's I think it's basically fru, frugal frugalism. Family, yeah, it's fun. it's a little bit of all of it to be honest. Um, At a fun. fair price, family but fun. When you're here, you're family. You know. We're talking about our values here, and what you guys just said was Oh, we're coming up on time here, so I'm sure you got to get yeah, out of here soon. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah, I got to get over to a little thing across town. Uh, I'm meeting up with J. Cole and James Harden for oh, a wow. Salesforce corporate event. We're doing a little concert for the failures over at Salesforce. Oh, good for them. They'd be failures at Salesforce. That's good. They'd be doing good, honest work at Salesforce. Yeah, they're part of the forces uh, is what I've been led to assume. I don't know if they're armed forces, but they're still like the forces, right? Like they're just good. It's values. Work. It's American. Yeah. You know, just a good, fair business deal. Shake you in the hand. Look you in the eye. Nobody gets screwed at all. Yeah, them Salesforce failures. Them CEOs aren't going to know what hit them when we Salt of the earth. blow the roof off that place. Well, I, I, I'm. Well, we, you must be blessed to be lucky to play for such mm-hmm. good people. Uh, right. We'll go ahead and get you well, out of here. Brian Thank you so tell much you, for we, coming. We in. sure do love to have you come on here every time you come through. We appreciate everything you do, your wonderful music and contribution to the country genre. We're going to be closing out here. We're going to be giving you, uh, bringing you whiskey, women and whiskey by uh, by uh, Whistle Miller, and then after that, we'll be joined by Drew Carey. All right. Stay tuned for Drew, everybody. We'll see you in a little bit. Thanks, fellas. 